What a blessed day it is today. Not because of our present circumstances, but because He's alive. He is alive forevermore. We are so thankful for the blessings of God and thankful that we can get together on this Easter Sunday morning. A little bit of an unconventional way, but we're grateful that we have this opportunity. There are a lot of stories that I've read about Easter, but one of the most humorous that I've read was about a man and his wife and his cranky mother-in-law that took a vacation to the Holy Land. While they were there, she unexpectedly passed away. And so they took her to the funeral home and the uh, funeral home began to converse with the family about what to do with the body. And they said, well, we can ship her home for $5,000 or we can bury her here in the Holy Lands for $150. And the man thought about it for a moment. He said, well, I think we're just going to go ahead and have her shipped home. And the man was so puzzled, he thought, well, why would you ship her home for $5,000 when you could bury her here for 150 He said, it's simple. A man about 2,000 years ago was buried here, and on the third day he arose. I just can't take that chance with her. I hope that uh, you got a smile on your face right now because everybody needs one. I have good news for all of you parents. I'm going to tell you what to do to have a good, peaceful afternoon and enjoy Easter like you never have. Tell your kids that you've hidden a $100 bill in the backyard and you can't remember where you left it. I promise you, you'll have a great day. With that being said, let's get into the word of the Lord and take you to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Going to read verse 20 and 21 for our message setting today. And it reads like this, Now, May the God of peace, reading from the New Living Translation, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he become the great shepherd of the sheep and by an everlasting agreement between God and you, signed with his blood, produced it through the power of Christ, all that is pleasing to him, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments today about the message of Easter. Together we are with our family celebrating Easter in a way that none of us ever thought would be possible. But due to our present health crisis, we are unable to gather as we would normally do. But may I, before you get too sad in those thoughts, remind you that our present situation is very similar to the very first Easter. There were no large crowds gathered and there were no lines waiting to get into buildings. No newscasters were waiting for a story. There were just a few, a very few, uncertain, confused, and troubled people that did not understand all that had just transpired. And yet the truth 
of this day proclaim something so powerful that the size of the crowd cannot diminish it or minimize its testimony. He is not here. He is risen. That truth alone eclipses the size of our gatherings or the locale of our particular setting or our limitations or even our isolation. He is alive and that is what we celebrate today. Whether we are in a crowd or whether we are by ourselves, we celebrate the fact that he is risen. I want us to do that today more than we lament life's miserable circumstances that amid all of the unsettling and all of the distressing, the unnerving events of our day, Easter's glory and Easter's story and Easter's joy and Easter's message cannot be lessened or weakened or nullified by my present circumstances. We celebrate the resurrection today amid the realization that so much in our world is wrong, shadowed by fears and disease, staggered by economic chaos and uncertainty, groping in the darkness and looking for light. To such a world, I come today to speak these authoritative words. Hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Easter conveys a very powerful message. It should be encouraging to you and I today, wherever we may be, that he is alive. I challenge you to say that in your home today and over your family, that he is alive. He is alive. It communicates a great truth that we must celebrate no matter our circumstances or no matter life's problems. For you see the foundation of my convictions today. My hope and my peace are rooted in Easter's message. And it com- it communicates that message so clearly to my soul. Not one word of the New Testament would have significance to you and I. Not even the loveliness of Jesus' life would have been able to stand the test of time if there had not been a resurrection. I'm telling you today that it is that great faith that upholds all of us. It works no matter your circumstances or changes in life. It works because he is alive. The deathless hope and high certainties that we have that undergird our life, they are found rooted in the resurrection. The scriptures that I have received so much strength from over the last few weeks, those words that we celebrate with you on a daily basis, they find their life in what happened 
on that Easter morning when we read scriptures like, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Or we read, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And you hath he quickened. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Behold, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, and then shall be brought to light. Then shall be brought to pass this saying, O death, Where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The reason that we are encouraged by those words today is because he came out of that grave. Easter's message to me is very clear that my fears are a concern to him. Fearful women overshadowed by doubts and uncertain about the future made their way in the darkness to that tomb to minister what they could to his body. There was a 50-ton rock, though, between them and what they were trying to get to. And they asked this question, who shall roll us away the stone? I want to tell you something this morning. The reason that he moved that stone was not for himself. He didn't need to move a stone to get out of that grave. If he didn't need a a key to get through a locked door into a room with his disciples, he didn't need any means to get out of that grave. He could have gotten out any way he would have chosen, but he moved that stone that day for those women. He moved it for you and I so that when we come to a point in life, when our fears overshadow us and we don't know how to make the next move and we don't know what to say he's already taken care of it and it will just keep walking and working with him that when we get to that place we will find that God has already taken care of what we have been afraid of Can I encourage you, church family, today, please don't let fear stop you from celebrating this Easter Sunday. Don't let the circumstances of life take away from you the joy of that occasion. For the reason that I have hope today is because he is alive forevermore. Because of Easter, we now look through eyes that are illumined and lightened by the radiance of his glorious cause. We view life differently because of Easter's message. We view our life differently. We say things like, 
I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. We say things like, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hand eternal in the heaven. We say things like this, being confident of this one thing, that he which hath begun a good work in me will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. These bold declarations are all because of Easter. I view my trials differently and I don't have time to go into that. But we view our trials differently when we look through the lens of Calvary and the Easter story. We view death differently today and what lies beyond death because the sting of death has been removed and the fear of death has been defeated. Putting him to death only was death to death. And I'm here to tell you that on this Easter Sunday morning, we now know that if there, that if death is an end, it is only an end to limitations and infirmities and our ignorance of the eternal. Death is the end of the worst and the beginning of God's best. We face the future with a different perspective because of Easter. We view tomorrow differently because he is alive. We view tomorrow differently because he lives. This world we realize is not enough and it is not sufficient. Easter's message is so clear. Truth triumphed, though it was abused and whipped with scourges, beaten with earth in earth's courts, driven through its streets and nailed to a cross, thrust through with a spear and pronounced dead by man, shrouded by grave clothes and confined to a tomb. But death couldn't hold him and hell couldn't stop him and neither can anything else keep him from coming to you in your homes right now to let you know he's alive forevermore. Truth has risen. It is alive and stronger than any other thing in life. Easter's hope through the door wide open to God's best. That's what we should be enjoying today. Let us all look at life today in the clear light of Easter's message, valuing most highly those things that death cannot corrode and sickness cannot take from us. Oh God, help us today that we would see life differently. It's made better because of Easter. May Easter's message most of all touch this sick world in which we live. And we tell the world he lives because he lives. I can live also. I am going to close with this last thought, but I pray that it will minister to you. Easter's message is clear in this, that you and I matter to God. My worth, my value to God is heralded clearly in Easter's story. Why else would there have been a need for all of this? God didn't need to prove anything. He had angels and heavens 
and heavens of heavens. He had omnipotence and omniscience and glory and majesty. What else could have caused him to come from the bosom of the father to the bosom of a woman? He became the son of man that we might become the sons of God. He put on humanity that we might put on divinity. He left the regions where the rivers never freeze and the winds never blow and frost never bites and flowers never fade. Where there are no undertakers and no need for doctors and there is no sickness and there is no COVID-19. Where graveyards never haunt and death never comes and where no funerals are ever conducted. He was born contrary to the laws of nature, was reared in obscurity and lived in poverty. Only once did he ever cross the boundaries of his own small country. He had no wealth or influence, training or education. His parents knew nothing of the niceties of social traditions. In infancy, he startled a king. In boyhood, he puzzled the wise. In manhood, ruled the course of nature. He healed the multitudes without medicine and made no charges for his service. He never wrote a book. And yet all the libraries of the world cannot contain all the books that could be written about him. He never wrote a song, and yet he has provided the theme for more songs than all earthly writers combined. He never founded a college, yet all the schools of the earth have not had the students at their feet that he has had at his. He never practiced medicine, and yet he healed more broken hearts than the world has ever taken note of. He never marshaled an army, never drafted a soldier, never fired a gun, yet no leader has ever had the volunteers who under his orders made rebels stack their arms and surrender to his command firing not a shot he is the star of astronomy the rock of geology he is the lion and lamb of zoology he is the harmonizer of discord he is the healer of all diseases great men have come and gone and yet he lives on Harold Herod couldn't kill him Satan couldn't seduce him death could not destroy him and the grave could not hold him he laid aside his purple robe for a peasant's gown he was rich but for our sakes became poor that we might be rich how poor ask Mary Ask the wise man. He slept in another's manger, rode another's donkey, and was buried in another's tomb. All others have failed, but he has never failed. The ever-perfect one, the chief among 10,000, the altogether lovely one, our risen Savior, our Lord, We celebrate that truth today. I want to ask you to join with me and your family right now. And if it is all possible, join hands together. And I want us to pray together that in spite of the present circumstances, that there will be joy in your home and in your heart because of this Easter day. 
Father, we thank you today that though we may be separated by time and space, we are never separated from you and your presence. And right now, God, I am asking you to fill every home and fill every family with the joy of this season, that you will lift our eyes, you will lift our hearts, our spirits will be lifted because you live. You live for us. You live for us. And Lord, today, I pray that we would in turn stand and live for you and serve you and humbly walk before you and do our best to represent you in this wicked hour in which we live. Let the joy and the peace of God fill every home and every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. And it is so. Happy Easter Day to all of you, Greater Life Church family. We love you dearly. We'll see you again this week.